Welcome to Park Ave Baptist Church Podcast. A weekly broadcast of our Sunday sermon. I'm Himra Chanel, pastor of community engagement and stewardship. And I'm Darcy Jarrett, pastor of worship, advocacy, and arts. Park Ave is a bold, inclusive, and creative community where everyone is welcome. We uplift voices and identities that are marginalized elsewhere. We affirm all ethnicities, racial identities, ages, socioeconomic groups, gender identities, and sexual orientations because we hold to a theology that refuses to other anyone. At Park Ave, our leadership model is non-hierarchical. And we practice an open pulpit where you will hear a multiplicity of theologically trained voices from different backgrounds and social locations. We don't just preach and talk about deconstructing systems and structures of power. We We practice practice it. Through this podcast, we hope you will be inspired, encouraged, and challenged. Listen Listen with with us now. Park Avenue Baptist Church, in response to COVID-19, has suspended in-person worship, but that can't stop us. What you'll hear on this podcast is a recording of our online worship, which happens each Sunday at 10 a.m. Join us through our Facebook, at Park Ave Baptist, or our Instagram, at Park Ave Baptist. We hope that you stay safe in these difficult times. Hear this reading from Luke 8, 26 through 39. Jesus and his disciples sailed to the Gerasenes land, which is across the lake from Galilee. As soon as Jesus got out of the boat, a certain man met him. The man was from the city and was possessed by demons. For a long time, he had lived among the tombs, naked and homeless. When he saw Jesus, he shrieked and fell down before him. Then he shouted, What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, don't torture me. He said this because Jesus had already commanded the unclean spirit to come out of the man. Many times it had taken possession of him, so he would be bound with leg irons and chains and placed under guard. But he would break his restraints and the demon would force him into the wilderness. Jesus asked him, What is your name? Legion, he replied, because many demons had entered him. They pleaded with him not to order them to go back into the abyss. A large herd of pigs was feeding on the hillside. The demons begged Jesus to let them go into the pigs. Jesus gave them permission. And the demons left the man and entered the pigs. The herd rushed down the cliff into the lake and drowned. When those who tended the pigs saw what happened, They ran away and told the story in the city and in the countryside. People came to see what had happened. They came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had gone. He was sitting at Jesus' feet, fully dressed and completely sane. They were filled with awe. Those people who had actually seen what had happened told them how the demon-possessed man had been delivered. Then everyone gathered from the region of the Gerasenes, asked Jesus to leave their area because they were overcome with fear. So he got into the boat and returned across the lake. The man from whom the demons had gone begged to come along with Jesus as one of his disciples. Jesus sent him away saying, return home and tell the story of what God has done for you. So he went throughout the city proclaiming what Jesus had done for him. The word of God for the people of God. Amen. Let's invite Kyle to the pulpit, the remote pulpit. Now with a prayer, God, your child, the one who loves you is coming to preach. Let us hear 
your presence and voice through his bless this preacher bless this person bless our preacher for this morning kyle thank you for his life and thank you for his words this morning god uplift us by uplifting him amen amen I bless the Lord all the time and son. Lord, praise shall continually be in my mouth. I saw so much the growth in the Lord, the umbro shall hear of it and be glad. Good morning, Hawkeye Rail. It's good to be with you all again. Um, I am thankful for the invitation from the pastors, Pastor Henry and Pastor Darcy, who is a good friend of mine, and we have worked together in Canada with YTI and taken some courses together and her, they, they have been a good friend to me. They have been a good friend to me. They pray. In my tradition, um, I want to do it every now and then. The future with this thing shine on me, shine on me. Let the light from the lighthouse shine on me. Consecrate me now to that service, Lord. By the power of which you am, let my soul look up with a dead vessel, and my will be lost in thine. Drawing nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to the cross of thou, and thine drawing nearer, nearer, blessed Lord, to thy present living side. I'm prepared, but I need your power. I have studied it and I need your spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. Now God, if you will type, we'll say the amen. 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 The text has been read in your hearing. And I want to pray with you and preach with you around the thing. What's your name now? From demonia to disciples. What's your name now? From demonia to disciple. 
speaking is an involved process in the body with those with the ability to do so. An idea comes, our brains instruct our lungs to consciously inhale and exhale, pushing through it. Air, pushing air through the virtual box and various cavities in our head, form our lips, our tongue, our teeth, and cheeks to make intelligible sounds. And to have all of that done from you without your consent or control. And to no longer speak your own words must be a scary and traumatic experience. For such is the man that we meet in our text. Jesus meets a man who is not in control of his mind, his body, voice, thoughts, and actions. He is occupied and calm. The text says he is possessed by demons who, who drive him out into the wilderness. In the New Testament, demons are always agents of evil and do not mean any good to the people they occupy. They always haunt. The demon possessed man runs up to Jesus and bows. He was threatened by the promise of, of liberation. The demon to make his mouth ash without his consent. What have you to do with me, Jesus, son of the Most High God? I beg you, do not torment me. This was after Jesus had already commanded them to leave him. Jesus did not negotiate the liberation of, of the man he commanded. Jesus recognized that even though his body was in a posture of worship, as he bowed down, he was not his authentic self. God knows when we are free, even in a posture of worship. There is no negotiation with evil, just a mission of liberation. For years, this man had been tormented by spirits that made him harm and control his mind and body without his consent. His agency is stretched. He had lost his home and living among the tombs. For all intents and purposes, he is what my seminary professor, Dr. Gregory Ellison, would call cut dead but still 
alive. That he cut dead was still alive. The Gospel of Mark says he cuts himself. And from the outside looking in, without any investigation into who this man is and his story, regardless of what is going on with him, he is seen as a danger to himself and others. So he put in restraint and chains up. Incarceration is not the answer to everything. To everything. And some would say if we want a world and a society that is whole, we need to find new answers because that is almost never the answer. The text says, the text says he is possessed by demons. I told you I've been practicing all my life and church folks have always called this man, the guillotine, the maniac, down to the ages. Scholars and others have made the conclusion that demon possession is a first century diagnosis of what we would call today a mental illness. Let me be clear. Let me be clear. Mental illness is real. And a lot of damage has been done by the church. The mental illness is, is equated with demonic possession. Mental illness is not in and of itself demonic. Mental illness needs to be treated and not cast down. At the same time, at the same time, there are forces that oppose God and God's people. I do believe that the writer of Ephesians is right. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but, but principalities and spiritual forces of evil in heavenly places. It is a mind to refuse to see someone else as a person made in the, in the image of God. It is an exercise of the divine to believe that you have a divine right to colonize people, take their homeland, and say it is blessed by God, whether it is the American project or the occupation or the occupation of, of people in Palestine by the state of Israel. It is a practice of the mind to take people from their homeland in Africa, put them on, on cargo boats, attempt to strip them of their culture, language, and familiar times. Then once they emancipate themselves, never see them as human beings because they are incarcerated at higher rates, murdered by police, who press the roads, restrict where they can live, and build a whole society off of the denial of their humanity. 
white supremacy and have blackness, ableism, cis heteropatriarchy are just not social systems and systematic problems with spiritual wickedness. We are not only called to bring social analysis of the, of the systemic injustices, of the systemic injustices that affect us. We are not called to bring, just to bring social analysis of the systemic injustices that affect us. But Christians have an obligation to call out any spirit that would exalt itself up against God. Listen, we can march and we can advocate, we can legislate and protest all day long as we should, but new iterations of the same problem will appear if the church did not address the root causes and calls on God to cast out evil. We could. No political party has a monopoly on evil. For example, the United Fruit Company, a United States Fruit, a United States Fruit Company, concerned only with the producing and selling of bananas as cheap as possible in the U.S. was a legion in Central America. It was known as El Pupo or the Octopus. Because of its influence and and, and power had, had expanded into a substantial portion of Central America. The USCIA helped to remove a democratically elected president and replaced, to replace him with a ruthless leader in the interest of the UFC, and they are still the living under the impact of a destabilization done in large part by the United States. And now this week, our response is, do not come. Evil needs to be called out. Now this is a problem, this is a problem that is decades old. And if in hospitality, to asylum seekers was immoral during one administration, it is immoral period, even in this one. The divine does not have a political power. A political party is more than an individual, it's systems and power. The text says the spirits came back into the man for years. Possible that while living with mental illness is not demonic, the evil and oppression that have adverse effects on mental illness is. There are people who take on what the empire 
has called them and believe that they are less than someone made in the image of God, which is a lie from the pit of hell. Anything that tells you that you're black, Latin, queer, trans, disabled, non-binary self cannot be in communion with God in Christ is a lie straight from the pit of hell. Jesus asked the demon, what is your name? The demon answered using the man's voice, Legion. They gave him a name and and and, and identity that wasn't his without his consent. I wonder, I wonder if the people around him knew him as Legion. The naked demoniac who lived in the tombs. Legion is a signifier for the Roman military. This text is an abolitionist text and a, and a text of decolonization. The Roman military had occupied Territories fully controlling people's movements and naming and naming territories they colonization is pervasive. The story is more about is more than just about a man possessed by demon, but a colonized community. So the, so the demon, using the man's voice, without his consent, asked Jesus not to send them back into the west from where they came, but into the pits. A herd of pits, a thousand and so, marched into the sea and down. See, here's the thing, Park Avenue. A herd of, a, the text says a herd of pigs. The thing is, you do not herd pigs like sheep. Yet the demons possess the pigs to march military style into the sea. Kathy, what argues that this could be an allusion to the Egyptian army drowning in the Red Sea. And then, as I come to close, I want to talk about the man. I want to talk about the man. We don't really know the man. All we know is that now that he feels and fulfilled Jesus because he healed their kids. Never mind the fact that a man was made whole. If he was in the tomb, they didn't bother him, and he didn't bother them. 
Behold this man. We know that he's healed and closed, but what is fascinating is that he is sitting at the feet of Jesus, a position of a student and a disciple. The Gerasene Demonia is really the Gerasene disciple. He is learned. He is a, he is a disciple and wants to follow Jesus. Jesus gives him his commission before all the other disciples. Jesus tells him to say and tell the people what the Lord had done for you. He tells the other people he healed to keep to keep quiet. Even in Mark, where Mark is concerned about the mercy on his secret. And an exception is made. He said, tell folks what the Lord had done for you. I wonder how the conversation went. Can I play with it with my simplified imagination? The man is walking close and in his right mind. Someone thought, hey, Ain't that Legion? He said, no, that's not my name anymore. It never was. The Lord had made me whole and brought me to myself. Now I'm free weak. And the church know this man of the Yerushim, Romanian, and Legion, but that's not his name. You are not the name that the empire gave you. You are who God said you are. I wish Jesus had asked him now that you are no longer defined by what the emperor said you are. What's your real name? This is why their naming trans people is an exercise in the development because you are saying, you know, he could rule identities rather than God and The text starts off by portraying a demoniac and a man living with the impact and trauma of colonization, but ends up becoming free to be a disciple and a preacher. What's his name? The Gerasene disciple, the preacher from Gerasene. Was his name? It was Legion, and now it's liberated and loved by God. Say, what's his name? Oh, I'm so glad that the Lord changed my name. What's your name now? Now that you're healed, now that you're free, what's your name now? Do I have a witness this morning on Zoom or on Facebook Live? Did the Lord give you a name or remind you? of what your name was, I can hear him with the late gospel legend, Jesse Dixon, when he wrote, where there was hate, love now of I, where there was confusion, peace now reigns. Now I'm walking with, with Jesus. I am a child of the King, all because I am redeemed. I'll tell of his favor. I'll 
tell of his love, I'll tell of his goodness to me. He purchased my redemption way back on Calvary with his precious blood. And from sin, I am redeemed. I am redeemed. Brought with surprise, Jesus had changed my whole life. If anybody asks you just who I am, tell them, tell them, tell them I am redeemed through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Park Avenue Baptist Church podcast. If you'd like to worship with us in person, our services are on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m.-ish. We are at 486 Park Ave in Southeast Atlanta, across the street from Grant Park, at the corner of Park Ave and Sydney Street. To find out more about us or get in touch, visit our website at parkavebaptist.com. Now go into a world that is too often unjust. Knowing that the God that created you loves you. And empowers you to love boldly, live inclusively, and serve creatively.